Sir Hugo and the Ultimate Flingo. Ah, the Flingo. A wondrous flying disc that never ceases to amaze those who have the privilege of experiencing it. It is a joyous amalgamation of shape and color, designed for the sole purpose of flying through the air with reckless abandon. The Flingo is a true marvel of engineering, possessing an aerodynamic form that allows it to soar through the sky with grace and ease. Its surface is smooth, yet textured enough to provide a satisfying grip for the thrower. The edges are rounded, ensuring a comfortable catch for the receiver. And the colors, oh, the colors. The Flingo is available in every hue imaginable, from vibrant oranges and yellows to deep blues and greens. A good Flingo is a work of art, both visually stunning and expertly crafted. And Sir Hugo, Sir Zora, and Sir Emmett were on a wild adventure to find the ultimate Flingo, one that could fly around the world and back again. They were determined to set a new record for the farthest Flingo ever thrown, and nothing was going to stop them. For you see, Sir Hugo, Sir Zora, and Sir Emmett once actually had the ultimate Flingo in their possession. But alas, somewhere along the line, it had been lost. They searched high and low, through mountains and valleys, across seas and oceans, but the ultimate Flingo was nowhere to be found. It seemed as if it had vanished into thin air, leaving the trio disheartened and yearning for its return. But they never gave up hope, for they knew that the ultimate Flingo was out there, waiting to be discovered once more. And so they set out on a new quest, determined to find their beloved disc and set a new world record for the farthest Flingo ever thrown. With Sir Hugo's sharp wit, Sir Zora's unbreakable spirit, and Sir Emmett's unwavering loyalty, they swore they would not fail. Their journey took them across scorching deserts, where the sun blazed down upon them like an inferno, threatening to wither their spirits. The sand was hot and unforgiving, and every step felt like a challenge. Sir Hugo's brow furrowed in frustration, and Sir Zora wiped the sweat from her brow. This is madness, she exclaimed. How are we ever going to find the ultimate flingo in this heat? But Sir Emmett, being the bravest chihuahua in all the land, would not be deterred. He barked fearlessly at every obstacle, leading the way through the treacherous terrain. He sniffed out the trail, alerting the knights to any potential dangers that lay ahead. And there were many. They had to dodge rattlesnakes that hissed and coiled menacingly, ready to strike at any moment. Sir Hugo brandished his sword, ready to defend his friends, while Sir Zora used her shield to deflect the venomous fangs. They also had to navigate around quicksand, which threatened to swallow them whole, and cactus patches that seemed to multiply with every step. Watch out, cried Sir Emmett as he leapt over a particularly prickly cactus. We're almost there. With Sir Emmett leading the way, they finally emerged from the desert, victorious and panting, but alive. They looked at each other, grinning with pride, and Sir Zora said, If we can survive that, we can survive anything. That brave claim would soon be put to the test. Next, they tackled towering mountains, their feet sinking into the snow as they trudged ever higher. The wind howled around them, and they huddled together for warmth. Sir Emmett shivered and whimpered, and Sir Hugo wrapped him in a warm blanket. Don't worry, little buddy, he said, patting the chihuahua's head. We'll make it through this together. As they climbed, they heard a strange noise, like the roar of a monster. Sir Zora gripped her sword tightly, ready for whatever lay ahead. But when they reached the peak, 
they found themselves face to face with a yeti, with fur as white as snow and a smile as wide as a canyon. Welcome, friends, said the yeti, waving his massive arms in greeting. I've been waiting for some worthy opponents for my annual snowball fight. Sir Hugo and Sir Zora exchanged a puzzled glance, but Sir Emmet barked excitedly, wagging his tail. A snowball fight, he yipped. I've never had one of those before. The yeti chuckled and beckoned them to follow him to a nearby clearing. Prepare yourselves, he roared, scooping up a handful of snow and hurling it at Sir Zora. But Sir Zora, showing off her amazingly quick reflexes, dodged every snowball thrown her way. Meanwhile, Sir Hugo and Sir Emmet built the biggest snow fort ever seen, piling snowballs up high and laughing hysterically as they ducked behind their fortress. The Yeti was impressed. You knights are formidable opponents, he bellowed, grinning widely. But now it's time for the grand finale. With that, he hurled a massive snowball at the fort, which exploded in a shower of snow and laughter. The group collapsed in a heap, panting and giggling, and the Yeti clapped them on the back. You've earned my respect, knights, he said, his eyes twinkling. May you find what you seek on your journey. And with that, the Yeti vanished back into the snowy mountains, leaving the trio with memories of a snowball fight they would never forget. Finally, after days of trudging through the desert and scaling mountains, they sailed across the vast ocean. They battled ferocious storms, their ship tossing and turning in the waves like a toy boat. Sir Hugo, Sir Zora, and Sir Emmet clung to the deck, gripping the ropes with all their might while getting pelted with cream pies from the nearby pirate ship. Why are they throwing pies at us? Sir Zora shouted over the roar of the storm. Who knows? Sir Hugo shouted back, dodging another flying pie. But this is ridiculous. Just when they thought they were done for, a friendly sea monster appeared out of nowhere. Hey there, mates. The sea monster greeted them with a wide grin. Need a ride? The trio was stunned, but couldn't resist the offer. They climbed aboard the sea monster's back and rode the waves like never before. Sir Emmet, true to his breed, leaped off the ship and swam circles around the sea monster, his tiny legs paddling furiously. As they journeyed across the ocean, they sang silly sea shanties and told jokes to their new friend. The sea monster even taught them how to make seaweed sandwiches, which were surprisingly tasty. They all had a whale of a time, but eventually they had to part ways as their destination came into view. A destination that was just another dead end. The Flingo wasn't there. Sadly, the brave knights finally decided it was time to head home and put this quest on hold for another day. As the trio trudged back home, their spirits were low. Sir Hugo dragged his feet, and Sir Emmet's tail drooped sadly. Sir Zora was the only one still scanning the horizon for any sign of the flingo. Suddenly, she let out a gasp and pointed to a nearby yard. Look, she cried, I see a flingo. The group ran over to the yard, peering through the fence. There, lying in the grass, was the flingo they had been searching for. The flingo was massive, shiny, and looked like it was made of pure magic. Sir Emmet wagged his tail excitedly, while Sir Hugo and Sir Zora high-fived each other. They knew they had hit the jackpot. Sir Emmet barked excitedly and wagged his tail, while Sir Hugo scratched his head in confusion. How did it end up here? He wondered aloud. Just then, they heard a voice behind them. Can I help you with something?
It was their neighbour, Miss Loretta, looking at them curiously. Sir Hugo explained that they had been on a quest to find the world's farthest flying flingo, but had been unable to locate it until now. Oh, that old thing, Miss Loretta exclaimed, chuckling. I found it in my garden shed a few weeks ago. You kids can have it if you want. Sir Hugo and Sir Zora thanked Miss Loretta and retrieved the flingo from her backyard. Sir Emmett carried it proudly in his mouth, his tail held high in the air. Well, let's go break that world record, Sir Zora said, holding up the flingo. Sir Hugo and Sir Emmett cheered and they all ran to the park to begin their flingo flinging competition. With a mighty throw, Sir Hugo launched the flingo into the sky. It soared higher and higher, cutting through the air like a sleek silver bird. Sir Zora and Sir Emmett watched with bated breath as the flingo flew farther than they had ever seen before. They cheered as it circled the park, making its way around the world not once, not twice, but nine times. Sir Emmett, with lightning-fast reflexes, ran and leaped into the air, catching the flingo in his mouth. He wagged his tail excitedly, proud of his achievement. Sir Hugo and Sir Zora high-fived each other, grinning from ear to ear. We did it! We set the world record! Sir Zora exclaimed. As they walked back to their castle, still buzzing with excitement, Sir Hugo suddenly stopped in his tracks. Wait a minute, I just remembered something. What is it? Sir Zora asked. The flingo! I remember how it wound up in Miss Loretta's backyard! Sir Hugo chuckled. Silly me! They rushed over to Miss Loretta's house and thanked her for finding the flingo. She smiled and said, Oh, you silly knights, always getting into adventures. With the flingo safely in their possession, they began planning the first ever flingo fling competition. They sent out invitations to all their friends and foes, promising a day full of fun, food and flingo flinging frenzy. On the day of the competition, the park was filled with people from all over the land. There were knights, princesses, dragons, and even a group of friendly pirates. Sir Hugo, Sir Zora, and Sir Emmett watched with pride as everyone gathered around to fling the flingo. The competition was fierce, with each team determined to break the record. But in the end, no one could match the flying power of Sir Hugo, Sir Zora, and Sir Emmett. They grinned from ear to ear as their names were announced as the winners. As they celebrated their victory with their friends, Sir Hugo, Sir Zora and Sir Emmett knew that this was only the beginning. They were already planning next year's Flingo Fling competition, with even more fun food and flinging frenzy in store. And they knew that no matter what adventures lay ahead, they would always have each other and their love for silliness and adventure.